The Mailroom Podcast is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NFL ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime is a new app that tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. And even in the off-season, GameTime has all the MLB, NHL, and NBA tickets you need at the best prices on the market. But don't take my word for it. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download GameTime on the App Store or on Google Play now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Live from Studio Nowhere. This is the Athletics Mailroom Podcast. Now here's your host, Amy Parlapiano. Hello and welcome back to the Mailroom. This is the Athletics NFL Podcast where we ask our subscribers questions to a different guest each week. And this week, we are very excited to have the Athletics NFL Insider, and you'll see him every week on Fox NFL Sunday. And of course, you'll also see him if you watch the show Ballers. It's Jay Glazer. What's up, Jay? What's going on, Amy P? How you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm living the dream. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Okay, so yesterday was a bit of a letdown. I think a lot of people were hearing rumors and refreshing their computers and waiting for the bombshell trade to go down, and it never came, uh, at least on deadline day itself. But that does not mean that our subscribers don't have tons of questions about why that was the case. So let's dive right in. So Lucas K says, Dear Jay, why do you think no big trades were made at the trade deadline? Uh, I think... Because of some of the other big trades that were made, like Jalen Ramsey, and even back with uh, Laramie Tunsil and, and Minka Fitzpatrick, that made the asking price that teams were asking for way, way higher. So yeah. I think, you know, there are teams that were swinging away at different players, but those teams are looking and going, well, you saw what, you know, what they did for Ramsey, they did for Tunsil and Fitzpatrick. So, you know, that's the standard. It's got to be more than that. So in the past, you've kind of had teams. I think unload for a little bit less. This time they weren't willing to do that. They were really kind of swinging away from the fences. Right. And so one team that had a lot of talent that they could have tried to trade, and yet, as usual, they didn't, was the Bengals. Uh, This was not unexpected knowing Mike Brown's history, but Tyler T. asks, Dear Jay, why didn't the Bengals trade Cordy Glenn, Andy Dalton, or Tyler Eifert? Well, I don't think anybody wanted to trade for them, first of all, like really <laughs> trade for them. Uh, that's a big part. Number two, um, you know, the, the one thing I was a little surprised, but, you know, A.J. Green yeah. was the one guy they, they could have gotten some you know, right. very good trade value for. And they told teams, no, they shut the door pretty strong on that. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, the Bengals have never been, uh, you know, one of those Will and Dillon type teams. Yeah. Uh, they so they're benching Andy Dalton. That came out. So, do you think they just couldn't tr- find a trade partner for Dalton? Do you think they would have tried to trade him if they had someone that would be interested? I know some people thought maybe the Bears should have gone after him. But why would you trade for a guy that just got benched? Yeah, that's like, a good oh point. yeah, let's, let's send a good traffic <laughs> for a guy who's not good enough for a winless team. 
That doesn't make Very, any sense, right? Yeah, exactly. There were a lot of people that thought that he could potentially help the Bears, but I don't think that really would have done much for them. No. So. Again, he's got benched on a winless team. Right, exactly. Like, you're, you're not, it's not like you're talking about a guy whose team is 5-2 and two and like, oh, man, this guy's lighting it up. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so another team, there were a lot of rumors surrounding them on Tuesday. That's the Jets. There were rumors that a deal was really close for Jamal Adams. They did not end up trading him to the Cowboys. Uh, so JDD asks, Dear Jay, how do the Jets internally handle the rumors of the players that did not get traded? In general, can you share a story that a rumored trade that absolutely ruined a longstanding relationship or on the flip side, can a rumored trade that didn't happen change a relationship for the better? Um, you know, look, for, for a guy like Jamal Adams, who clearly was upset by this, you got to kind of get just be straight with him, sit him down. So one thing is these guys just want um, transparency. Yeah. And look, it's like, you know, I actually got a, a call the other day from DeAndre Hopkins because I put up Fox and NFL Sunday. Teams were calling about him. And he called mm. me. He's like, is it true? Am I in the trade block? I'm like, no, no, no. Other way around. You're not yeah. in the trade block. Teams are trying to trade for you. We're right. going to tell them no. So they, right. And even though I kept telling him that, he kept, you know, like, was asking, like, why am I in the block? No, you're not in the block. So it's, you got to you gotta see these guys down and be extremely transparent and um you know, this is not like any other business in the world. These guys are 53 corporations under one other corporation. Right. And somehow you're going to get these corporations all to be happy and work well together. Right. Do you think that the Jets are going to be able to make it work with Adams now that he heard that he was basically about to get traded and it didn't go through? Do you think they end up trading him in the offseason? Um, I don't know because I don't know how that's going to be, that yeah. relationship's going to be repaired. So, you know, right. look, example, like Jimmy Graham, and this was this was a different thing. Like he had gotten franchised, and they went to arbitration. And man, he had to hear them argue about why he shouldn't pay. He paid a certain amount, and you know he argued back against the team, and that ended up fracturing the relationship to the point where he just you know didn't trust him. It wasn't so. Right. You know you got to It's it's a business, and you know it used to be in the past. Well, you just had your agents deal with everything, and I think the agents in the past kind of insulated their age their, their players a lot more than they do now now they tell them everything so right. it, it's kind of hard to you know it's hard for these teams to do business where they, they insulate guys because when you negotiate with someone you got to tell them where you think they're worth less right, right. and if you all sudden go back and tell your client the whole time you're gonna be really pissed off with your employer and you know I've, and i've dealt with this with players for years and always tell them look it's happened with every star player negotiating and you just got to realize it's business and and feelings have to, you know, be mended after this. But it's also at the same time, you know, like, look, the Redskins and Trent Williams, like, man, they they just decided to make it dirty and, and vice versa. And it's like, that's irreparable. You got to make right. it where where you can negotiate, but it's still your, or, or look to trade time, but your, your relationship is still, um, he's still going to go spill blood for you on that field. Right. And you mentioned Trent Williams. We have actually another question about him. So Cody M asks, 
Dear Jay, how in the world do the Redskins handle this Trent Williams situation? I thought for sure he was going to be traded, but apparently not. Even though he reported to the Redskins to end his holdout, he still does not intend to play for the Redskins organization. How does this scenario play out for the rest of the season? Uh, pretty ugly. And that's yeah. why I was really shocked they didn't trade him in the first place. Yeah. But it's the Redskins, so I can't trade <laughs> yeah. the Redskins out, nor can anybody else. You know, they've had issues for years and years and years. And, you know, when the Trent Williams thing went down, they just dug their heels in. Man, they really could have gotten, and they knew this was going off for a while. They could have gotten trade, great trade value for him uh, early on. Same thing as, you know, when Houston was in it, they did it for Tunsil. Yeah. I'm sure they would have looked at, at Trent Williams, too. There's a lot of teams that would love to have brought in uh, one of the top left tackles in the NFL and probably paid him. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I I think they still think they're going to get a trade partner in the offseason. Yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, I think they kind of lost a lot of the leverage. Yeah, it just kind of shows the uh, problems well, within that franchise. But also, as the soap opera there gets bigger, teams that may have been in on it say, you know what, we're, we're not in on this. And, we, and, and in the past, they could have probably said, oh, he'll end up coming in and playing for us this year. Now we know he's not, so they've lost leverage. Yeah, we have a lot of commenters who are basically saying uh, Bruce Allen is the worst and the Redskins are a terrible team to root for. So there are a lot of tortured Redskins fans out there. I hear you. Um, Okay, so another team with a fan base that's freaking out a bit is the Bears. Uh, Jay, I know you've fielded a lot of questions about Trubisky and his future, and here's another one. So Martin O asks, Dear Jay, why didn't the Chicago Bears make a move at the deadline? I heard rumblings that they were checking in on Marcus Mariota, but the Titans didn't want to trade him. Do you think Mariota would have ended up a bear if the Titans were open to trading him? And who do you see being the Bears' 2020 starting quarterback in week one? Trubisky. And then they, okay. they got to ride and die with him. Yeah. Um, look, he actually did enough last week to win. Right. Um, you know, it was, it was his first down run. Put him in position to kick the game-winning field goal. Um, but I, they got to ride and die with him. They, they got to live and die with him. And look, last year, like, all right, we're on the right track with this guy. This offseason, he progressed. And then somehow this season, that hasn't happened. So you can't just, you, you can't cash your chips in after just eight games. Right. You can't. You got to somehow figure out a way to to, to get the, the most out of him. You've just, you know, you've gone all in on him. You go all out after eight weeks. You, you right. just can't. You've got to figure out a way to make this work. But listen, they decided to hitch their wagon. Now you yeah. gotta make sure that wagon goes, you know, drives faster than fifty-five. Yeah, and if he has a terrible rest of the season, if they stick with them, they miss the playoffs. He has a terrible rest of the season. Do you see them sticking with them in twenty twenty still? Uh, I think if he has a terrible rest of the season, there's going to be a lot of questions inside that place. Right, potentially some organization there. Yeah, they'll have yep. to figure out. Um, okay, so Daniel R. is asking for some clarity on the Giants. He says, Dear Jay, what on earth is Gettleman thinking giving up what is most likely a high third and an additional pick for a guy in the last year of his contract? Oh, sorry, that's from Danny M. And then Daniel R. also asked, Do the Giants really have a strategy or are they a lost cause? Let it rule. Williams, believe it or not, is actually really still a good prospect, a good yeah. locker room guy, good um, – They'll end up signing him to a longer-term deal. 
Um, and yeah, they're trying to build a team. It's so funny because Giant fans go nuts if they did zero. Yeah. Randy S. says, Jay, your hands down the best in the biz. Thanks for taking the time to answer these for us. Do you know what is really going on with Drew Locke? Why have my beloved Broncos been dragging their feet to get him in practice to see if he is one of the two coming off IR? Randy, I need you as my permanent hype man or woman uh, <laughs> at all times. Um <laughs> If you have a lousy taste in insiders, if I'm the best. Um, I think Drew Locke is just raw, and he's been hurt. So you can't, I mean, you see what, with Haskins, everybody, you know, he still needs time. This is a thinking man's game, especially that position. So yeah. I think they knew coming in this season, too, yeah, he's going to need some time. He was raw. He's going to be project. So that that's why they're they're holding off. I mean, he's been hurt. So yeah, you know, this is, he's, he's, he's really lost this, this year. He's been yeah. lost here. There is another question in there about John Elway, speaking of the Broncos, and kind of his performance as GM. What do you see in terms of his future as GM of the Broncos? Do you think he'll be there for a few more years, or do you think this kind of lack of success means he might be gone earlier? Well, it's different because John Elway's royalty there. You know? Right, exactly. So, and he's had success already by, you know, going to Super Bowls and winning yeah. Super Bowl. It's just, you know, he's had the success there. Um, yeah, granted, his decisions, you know, as of late, certainly have not been great. Yeah. You know, post, post John Fox and, and uh, Gary Kubiak, they've, they've not been great. And yes, this is a result to into business. I'm sure he would even tell you that. Okay, so Tim S. says, Dear Jay, this one's a little bit different. He says, Dear Jay, do you think the NFL should consider a draft lottery and are too many teams tanking either intentionally or not? It seems like we are seeing an increase in the number of bad teams resulting in a lot of pointless games. Look, coaches don't tank. Yeah. Right? Teams may decide to you know, just sell the farm and yeah, you know, we're not going to have a great roster. We're going to rebuild in the future. But coaches don't tank. Players don't tank. It's right. just, I know it sounds great, but they don't. There's too much pride in that. And, um, man, these guys want to win. I know we, we talk about it. That's like, uh, you know, uh, it's like a fighter going in the cage and be like, ah, I'm, that's okay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to get myself knocked out here. It just doesn't work like that. Right. And even the Dolphins, we've seen them play some close games the last yeah, they, couple they of games. They play. Yeah. But look, they're, they realize, all right, we're playing for the future. So let's just, you know, get as many draft picks as we can. So that's, you know, that's rebuilding. So I guess people are now calling rebuilding tanking. Um, yeah. But no, there's no coach or player who'll sit there and say, yeah, let's try and lose so we can get a better draft pick. It just doesn't happen like that. Even if a coach wants to do it, players will be like, screw you. We're not doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So just H that's the name they put there says um, he's asking about the bills, the surprising bills this year. And he says, dear Jay, what is your opinion on Josh Allen's progression as a starter? Um, I think they're, they're a gritty scrappy team. I think he's gritty and scrappy. Um, they don't do it pretty, but I don't think they're trying to. So right. they're kind of, They'd be dangerous. They're dangerous at, at any point. Do you think, do you see them being a wild card team this year, getting one of those wild card spots? It's too early. I mean, yeah. this is like, you know, these next four weeks, you kind of separate the haves from the have nots. Right. So, I mean, the way they're playing right now, certainly. Yeah. I mean, they're, 
I mean, the, you know, their, their tenacity, again, they're, they're scrappy. So I can certainly right. see it. Right. And by the way, they have, they have a no-name defense. Their defense tough. Oh, yeah. Very their tough. defense has been awesome. Yeah. Okay. So Carlos A. says, Dear Jay, consider the Jets and Asamale with insistence of playing with a major injury. Mahomes' ankle could have tendon tears more serious than dislocated kneecap. Why not rest him four to six weeks, especially in a weak Western conference? Who said Mahomes' ankle is... Or uh, po- that's just the question, Carlos. A. I don't think any of that is actually <laughs> backed up by anything. Let's not play doctor over here. That's my job yeah. on TV with yeah. my Juilliard medical degree. <laughs> um, for my, my DeVry college medical degree where I played football <laughs> on DeVry online. Um, first of all, Mahomes had the perfect dislocation. Perfect. And yeah. what I mean by that is it's like, you know, when your finger pops out and you pop it back in and you're good to go. It's really what happened with the kneecap. It was perfect. So the kneecap pops out. Usually you have cartilage pop out with it. It didn't. Right. Oftentimes bone gets damaged. It didn't. A lot of times ligaments tear. It didn't. There's one sprain ligament in there. It caused a little pain, but it's perfect. It's perfect. If it was a, it literally, if that happened in the Super Bowl, they could have braced it and taped it and he could have finished. It was that perfect of a dislocation. Right. So, you know, he he was already doing rehab. Um, he texted me like two days later that he'd already done two rehab sessions. Wow. And yeah. last week he ran the scout team on goal line and rolled out fully. Um, yeah. He's doing seven on seven. This week he's gonna do more. So he's really you know, originally they said three to six. He's gonna miss one or two. That's it. Yeah. You think he'll be back? And and, and it's because he's He's good. He's, they're not going to put him back in. If he's not, he's their future. He's their franchise. They're not going to be done with him. He's good. Do you think he could potentially be back this week, or do you think it would be two yeah. weeks from now? Oh, well, wow. Okay. There's, there's going to be an argument about it this week. Yeah. Um, and they're going to – he's going to argue for it. I think, right. you know, more realistically, it'll be the next game, which okay. means, again, he'd only miss two. Right, uh, but he's going to argue to play this week. Yeah, he's going to argue. And I know a lot of people were really scared when they saw that injury and thought it right. could be really, really bad. But then, as you said, perfect, it turned though. out to be. Yeah, it turned out to it work was, out. It was perfect. It really was the most perfect dislocation. Because as crazy as it sounds, people, and I know it's hard for anybody to see it. It's hard for, but I think again, we've all seen guys pop their fingers out, pop them back in. And, yeah, exactly. And and they're good to go. It's yeah. Fine. And it's the same type of thing here. All right. So we have one last subscriber question for you, Jay. Jacob H. says, Dear Jay, what are the, what's the ceiling for the Colts and the Eagles this year? The Colts play good team ball, in my opinion. Great team ball. Opinion, <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Colts are, man, they're just getting better and better. And Brissette uh, is coming into his own more and more. And, you know, they, they had a lot of confidence in him, but he's really – kind of thriving as the guy and it just as their confidence grows together they're tougher and tougher um and you know that the team takes on chris ballard's personality frank's Reich, frank reich's personality um i knew they did we did a great great uh piece on chris ballard this week on the athletic which i highly suggest everybody goes and checks out yeah um he's just such a he's as solid a human as they come in this league and he runs the team the same way he is as, as a person. Um, and then for Frank Reich, you know, he 
it's like nothing ever bothers them. Right. It's, it's like it's just water off his back. And then for the Eagles, they usually kind of struggle in the first part of the season, and then throughout all the drama and, and, and start gelling in the last half of the season. That's what's happened the last couple of years. Yeah, they've been super inconsistent this year, but when they look good, they look really good. So, but last year and the year before that too, they kind of they were all over the place, and then man, they just got tough as the stretch came off. JD, who's your pick for coach of the year? Because it's a really difficult race in my head right now. I mean, Frank Reich, Sean Payton, Kyle Shanahan—you could throw in there. Um, and Bill Belichick. I don't and know Belichick, of course. I think people just assume he's always going to be good. So he could be coach of year every year. The guy's undefeated and they haven't just beaten teams. They've thrashed every team. I think it's Kyle Shanahan, though. Okay. I think it's Kyle from where they've gone to where they are now and just the way they've, you know, he's been able to kind of bring along Jimmy G, but have that defense play the way they've had it. I think it's, I think, I think it's like, man, it's hard. I would think it's Kyle um, because it's hard to go against a team that's undefeated. That's not, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I would say Kyle at this point. Yeah. Are you you're a believer in the 49ers? I know there's a lot of people who say, oh, they haven't played anybody, blah, 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 but they look hey, pretty good. About the personality, okay? Yeah. They have taken on John Lynch's personality. John Lynch is two different dudes. He's normally like, when you see him, when he's not on the football field, he's like the whitest, most Brooks Brothers wearing dude in the planet. You know, <laughs> you know, very like a little little sweater hung over his shoulder. But put him on the football field. And he turns into a guy we call 47 Red. 47 <laughs> Red is a different cat. And he will, he knocked his own brother in law out in a game on Christmas and then just walked away and just like gone all red and just walked away and had no idea he did anything wrong until after the game. His whole family was like, he's like, what? He had the ball. It's just John Lynch. 47 Red is a bad man. And that's who you want. That that when they hired him, I'm like, if they take his personality on, this team's going to be. They're going to eventually get it. And that defense, and they've taken on John Lynch's personality. That's why they're like this. Yeah, <laughs> forty-seven red. All right, we're here. Red. We know about that. Um, all right, I'll have one last question for you, Jay, before I let you go. I don't know if you have one yet. You don't have to answer, but obviously, last year your bold prediction was very good. Do you have a bold prediction you want to make for the second half of the year? year? Last year, your bold prediction prediction was that Odell Beckham was going to be traded in case nobody remembers. (laughs) And you got a lot of uh, angry commenters telling you that that was never going to (laughs) happen. And it did. I did say that. I forgot about that. Um, do you have one it's yet? Funny. Are you going to wait it out? Yet, I don't yet because when okay. I make both predictions are actually kind of more important stuff without – I'm throwing it out there, but I'm throwing it out there knowing it's going to happen. Right. Exactly. You know? All right. So, so we'll so hold on. Yeah. I like I like making sure I'm always right so then when people start crushing me again, then I could, you know, they could feel bad for me. <laughs> you well, know, you're nothing, certainly... ever, nothing ever goes right in my life. <laughs> nothing ever good. Nothing good ever happens to me. I can never play with good toys. <laughs> All right, Jay. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. Always love talking to you. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll have you on again soon, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the mailroom. Thank you again to Jay Glazer. That was a lot of fun. We were really happy to have him on, and we will be back next week with another special guest to break down all of your NFL questions. So we will see you then.